So we'll be in chapter 37 this week, and uh, like I said, hopefully this will be a little more interesting. But uh, 30, we'll, we'll just get right on into it. Let's look at verse 1, <clears throat> now I'm going to read the, the first verse, and then just like the first little part of, of verse 2 there. It says, now Jacob dwelt, <clears throat> now Jacob dwelt in in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. All right, I added that one little part in verse 2 because it talks about how that this is the history of Jacob. And here in chapter 37, we're entering into the last section of Genesis. Uh, when you, if you was to break it all up, this is, you know, you look at chapter 37 on through until the end of the, the end of the book, we have basically the, uh, the, the history of, of Jacob or the, his, his, uh, his life here. Um, it covers many of his, ch- or some of his children. We're going to be looking a lot of Joseph's, lo- jo- jo- Joseph's life um, <clears throat> throughout uh, several chapters here. But, uh, but we will run into a few other ones, like the next chapter. We'll have Judah and some interesting aspects there. From here on out, we're, we're ultimately looking at, at Jacob and, and his sons and, and what's going on there. So we've left from chapter 36, discussed Esau and, and where all he went out to. And that's why we have verse 1 where it says, And Jacob dwelt in the land. Uh, where his father was a stranger, uh, and it specifies, and that's the land of Canaan, uh, showing that you know Esau may have moved off and moved down into a different area, but Jacob stayed here. Uh, this is not, he didn't move around, he stayed in the same land, and showing us that this is the history of Jacob. All right, let's look at uh, verse 2, and then we'll open it up for comments and things after that. But just trying to get us started and on the right mindset here. But verse 2, after it says, this is the history of Jacob, says, Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was, <clears throat> and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. All right, so the text here points out that he was with his brothers, and it also points out which brothers, although it doesn't name the brothers by name, it makes mention of the wives of, of, um, of Jacob, of who the brothers came through. And so we can know who the brothers are that, he, that they're talking about. Good morning, Julie. Just to get your minds going again this morning, though, who was uh, Bilhah and Zilpah? Z- Zilpah. I, I'm sure I'm saying those names wrong, but... Anybody remember? I mean, other than just the wives of Jacob. You know where these wives were or who they were? No? All right. Well, these were the handmaids of, uh, of his two wives that, that he'd gotten from uh, Laban. Well, it was Laban's daughters, uh, uh, Leah and Rachel. And the handmaids that they had was Zilpah and Bilhah. And so these were the wives that he'd got, that his 
two initial wives, Leah and Rachel, had given to him as a wife to have children through as well. And so if we look back and we find out who these children are, uh, they are Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. Not that that really makes a huge difference in the story here that we have, but, uh, but it talks about how that he was out in the field. It, it gives us how old he was. He was 17 years old. That's Joseph, by the way. And something happened. He brought him a bad report. Anybody know uh, anything else? Any comments or anything? Yes, Jim. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know. I might have said it wrong. I might have said the story of Joseph. I was meaning the story of Jacob, though, uh, if I'd said. <laughs> right. Okay. But uh, but that's a good point. It You can also look at it as in the uh, story of how the children of Israel got down into Egypt. Uh, because in the next book of the Bible, you read the book of Exodus, and we have the children leaving the, the uh the land of Egypt to head back to Canaan. So, very good. Thank you. But going back to what he was saying, you're just gossiping, uh, almost like a tattletale in a sense. You know, don't know exactly what they had done or, or what had happened when he was out in the field here. But one thing that I believe that, that it's trying to lead us to here is why his brothers uh, are hating him the way that he that they do, and this is possibly a, a part of the reason here, or at least with these four brothers here. Now, it could be that this wasn't the first time this has happened, and it could be that he's done this with all his other brothers, uh, but we just don't have record of it, don't know, and I'm not trying to add to anything that the Word's telling us, but uh, just throwing out conjecture there of what may have happened, but we do know that this has happened, and, uh, and so he could just be a little bit of a, of a tattleteller if you wanted to put it to some type of a word in here. Um, but any other thoughts or comments here before we keep going? Uh, Barbara? Well, this is, this is Joseph bringing a bad report of, of the other brothers. And, uh, but absolutely, uh, we'll read in just a minute of how that Jacob had loved Joseph more than the others. Absolutely, and, and it's interesting that you bring that up because I'd, I'd read, a, uh, read somebody making mention of that as well as far as how that you'd think that Jacob would have learned his lesson through the way that his parents treated him and Esau. You know, uh, Isaac loved Esau more and, and Rebekah loved Jacob more and the favoritism that happened there and the, the split that had happened there and here we have uh, Jacob continuing on the same aspect. Very good comment. All right. Well, let's look at the next couple of verses here. In verses 3 and 4, we have, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But the brothers saw that their father loved him But the brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers. They hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Like I said, we have kind of a building up, if you will, of of these brothers just hating Joseph. And it will bring to light 
more so of what's going to happen later on in the chapter if you're not familiar with what's going on here. But we have, um, we have this going on. We see this buildup uh, of why these brothers are, are looking at Joseph the way that they do. And so we have uh, Jacob making him a, a coat or a tunic, uh, some type of covering here. Uh, my version says many colors, and many is in italics, uh, meaning that it was added to, to try to bring more emphasis here. Uh, although from my understandings, the word colors there is something that, uh, as far as the original language, it's hard, and, and people, doesn't, people don't really know exactly what is meant there uh, in the Hebrew there. Is that accurate, Jim? I don't want to be misspoken here. Spoken. I was about to say, I think, I think it is the NIV uh, that makes mention of something else. Mm-hmm. And so e- even though we, we might learn it as being a, a coat of many colors, which it may have been, it may have had several different colors on there, but it was some type of royal uh, robe showing Showing special uh, uh, significance here. <laughs> that is true. Uh, well, I, tell you, I didn't realize who. I didn't go back and do that. I, I, there's many things that I'd like to do when I'm going through this, but sometimes time just doesn't allow me to get everything done. But I appreciate that that bit of information there, uh, talking about the son of his old age and uh, how that Jacob would have been ninety. He said ninety-one. 91 years old when he had Joseph, so absolutely. And as we'll see as we go on as well uh, with what happens with Benjamin um, and the care and the spoiledness, if you would, that, um, that Jacob shows him even after uh, Joseph here, after what we have happened to Joseph here. All along, these brothers would know that Joseph was a special one, <clears throat> and, and, and that he loved uh, Rachel more, he loved Joseph more, and ultimately is going to love Benjamin more just as well, just because of, uh, of the fact that Rachel was the one that he loved the most. But very good. Thank you. Anything else before we keep going? All right. Uh, I, I think it's interesting, though, to also look at the way that it ended in, in verse 4 there where it says, speaking of his brother, saying they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. I think that's interesting because of what we're about to read in the next few verses here as far as how that you're, in, in my mind at least, Joseph knows that his brothers hates him, but yet he's going to uh, express these dreams that he's going to have here to him. Uh, because they just couldn't speak peaceably to him. So just keeping that in mind while we read the next set of verses, though. So in verses 5 through 8, we have, Now Joseph had a dream, and he told his brother, and he told it to his brothers. And they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. There, were, right, there we were. Binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and, and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. 
And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams, for his, even more for his dreams and for his words. So, like I said, I mean, I don't think it was a big surprise to, to Joseph here that his brothers hated him. And yet he's, he's going to have this dream and then go out and say, hey, guess what? Guess what my dreams were? You know, you guys, you guys are going to bow down to me one day. And, uh, and, and, you know, so, I mean, and when you look at it, you've got the sheaves here. You've got his sheaves standing up and the other sheaves uh, bowing down to him. And it's very clear as far as what he's talking of in this dream and what have you. And, uh, and so they, they, once again, we have this buildup of this hatred and hatred and hatred. Yes, Jim? Absolutely. And I was going to bring that up. Uh, after this next dream. No, no, that's good. That's, that's fine. We're going to uh, kind of look at that in a little bit. Uh, probably not in detail, but because I don't want to ruin the surprise for later on either. So, But uh, anything else? All right. Well, let's look at the next uh, dream here in verses uh, 9 through 11. It says, Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bow down to me. And so he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to come to bow down to the earth before you? And as Brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. So, once again, we have this dream of of the uh, the sun, the moon, and the and the stars bowing down to him. And uh, and, and as, as Jim was making mention, when you think about the aspect of of what happens here, now let me back up for just a minute. Um, the fact that we have a double dream here, uh, and, and I could be getting this wrong, but from my understandings here, at least in this time period, when you had a double dream like this, it kind of confirmed that this was from God in a sense. Uh, just like when uh, later on we'll read when Pharaoh has dreams, he'll have two dreams as well. And once again, just kind of showing that this is something from God. Now, I could be getting this wrong or what have you, and I don't want you to, you know, take that as, as scripture, but that was my understandings about it when I was uh, reading up on that. But when you think about the aspect of how that this truly did happen, when we look into uh, Genesis chapter 42 and verse 6, we find where his brothers had come to him uh, and, and bowed down to him, but in 43... And now that would have been that have been the ten brothers, the ten older brothers here without Benjamin. But then in verses forty three, or in chapter forty three, in verse twenty six and twenty eight, we find uh, the rest of them, even with Benjamin, um, come and bow down to him as well. Now I could be getting it wrong, and I didn't uh, read in, in fullness to make sure. But I don't think that we have record of, of 
Jacob bowed down to him, at least not in Scripture. Now, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I don't think that we have actual record of it in Scripture of Jacob bowing down to him. But just throwing that out there for reference sake. But it is interesting, though, that his father did rebuke him, get on to him about what he was saying. Uh, but I, I think it's even even more interesting than how that in, at the end of verse 11 it says that the, his father kept the matter in mind, um, meaning that you know, he, he kind of continued to remember uh, what was happening here. And, and once again, it just makes you wonder how what his thoughts were when it comes to the end, uh, towards the end of the, of the book here, when we find him seeing this, in a sense, come true. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, it's almost like he rebuked him because he was saying that he was going that Jacob was going to bow down to him. Maybe I, I don't. All right, so it could be that he's rebuking him because of the way that he's presenting it to him. Absolutely, you know, I had thought about that, and I almost put it in my notes, and I said, oh, I'll just leave it out. But very good. Um, but that was something that came into my mind as well when I was going over this as far as uh, Jacob keeping it in mind uh, was when Mary would keep in mind uh, the things that had happened with Jesus. You know, I, I never thought about it in that way, but you know, when you when you think about it, and they come to Egypt, and and they bow down to him, and then he find they find out who he is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that because it, it even makes mention of how that uh, Joseph Joseph had remembered the dreams when the brothers came and bowed down to him. Now, I forget which chapter it was, uh, uh, forty three, forty two, somewhere around in there. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it had made mention of how that Joseph had remembered the dreams, and it makes you wonder, though, if the brothers did too, for that matter. But thinking about what Jeremy was saying there as far as your uh, character flaws and, and how that when when he was sold and, and, and went in and became servants, uh, you it, it reminded me when you were saying that of how that when Jacob kind of had the same issues, right? He had several different character flaws and the way that he deceived and, and things of that sort. And we find that he went and became a servant uh, unto Laban, his uncle, and ultimately was humbled through that, just as uh, Joseph will be here as well, which I didn't think about it in that, in that way, and I appreciate you bringing that out. But let's look at the next few verses here while we still have time. Uh, Verse in starting in verse 12, going on down into, into 17, says, Then his brothers went to feed the flocks, the father's flocks in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are, you, are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to him, Here I am. Then he said to him, Please go and see if, the, if, if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks, and bring back word to me. So he sent him out of the valley of Hebron, and he went to Shechem. Now a certain man found him, and there he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What are you seeking? So he said, I am seeking my brothers. 
Please tell me where they are feeding their flocks. And the man said, They have departed from here, for I heard them say, Let us go go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. All right, so for whatever the reason, uh, Joseph and, and Jacob sitting around the house and and, and I'm supposing here, because what we have in the rest of the story, Jacob's sitting there thinking, you know, I haven't seen your brothers in a while. They're supposed to be out feeding the flock in, in Shechem, which, like I said, you're knowing the what we have written here uh, for, for whatever the reason. Maybe uh, the, the ground wasn't good enough in Shechem, so they had to go to Dothan to continue to feed the flock or what have you and they just hadn't come back yet. Maybe he hadn't seen them in a while, and so he's like, you know, they should be in Shechem feeding the flock. Why don't you go and check on them? And, uh, which, once again, shows the spoiledness of, of Joseph here because Joseph's sitting at home while his brothers are out feeding the flocks. You know, so, uh, but we have um, his father sending him out to check on his brothers, and... Uh, and, and like I've made mention of here, you're, they weren't in Shechem, and, and he finds this out by wa- wandering around on the field looking for them, and, and a man comes and was able to tell him where they went uh, to feed the flocks. Now, just a little bit of, of side note information here from what I've read. Uh, Shechem would be about a two-day journey uh, from Hebron, where they were, he had left from. And Shechem, or not Shechem, Dothan would have been about 15 miles uh, northwest of Shechem there. So depending on, on how long um, he spent in Shechem, you know, looking around for his brothers or what have you, this could have been uh, possibly even the third day after he left his house, after he left his father, to, uh, to go find his brothers. Now, when you stop and you think about the thought here of how that Jacob turned to Joseph and said, hey, won't you go check on your brothers? When Jacob said that, when Joseph picked up his coat and left out, I bet you there is no thought in either one of his mind that he'll never return. He'll never return back to that home to see his father there. His father, I mean, he'll see his father again, don't get me wrong. He'll see his brothers again after what happens here. But when he left out that morning, there was no thought in his mind. I'm I'm pretty confident that he was not going to come back. So as we think about that, it just, it hit me as I was going over this and I thought about that and I thought, you know, that's a good thought for us to remember in our minds because we need to try to make the best of every situation because we never know when we leave out of a place whether or not we'll ever be able to come back whether or not we'll ever be able to see that person again but just side sermon for you there um, but any other any thoughts or comments there as we leave that little portion there and keep going all right, we got about five minutes. Let's look at the uh, next set of verses, verses 18 through 24 here. It says, Now when they saw him afar off, 
even before he came near, near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Then they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Come, therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. And we may say some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit, which is in the wilderness, and do not lay hand on him, that he might that he might deliver him out of their hands and bring him back to his father. So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Then they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. All right. So as they were coming, as, as he was coming up to Dothan, like, like the scripture says, or as, as he was still afar off, they saw him. And boy, what did they think of? What was the first thing they thought of? They wanted to kill him. They thought, man, here comes this dreamer. Let's see what's going to happen now. Let's take matters into our own hands and kill him. And like I've been trying to, to bring up, or build up here, this hatred that he had, that, that they had towards him. And I'm sure a lot of it had to do with him and the way that he treated them and the way that his father had treated him and, and held him above all the other, uh, all of them. Uh, and here we have this hatred coming to uh, fulfilledness, um, which obviously uh, they... they had true uh, hate for him, except for at least one. Oh, go ahead, Jim. I don't mean to keep you waiting. <laughs> All right. Well, that that does bring it a little bit more uh, uh, clearly on, on that aspect as far as his dreamer, as far as how that all he had to do is sit around and dream uh, because he didn't have to do anything else because of the position that he held, because of the position that Jacob put him in, in a sense, um, but absolutely. Did anybody else have a comment on that? But we have this, this level of hatred for him. They wanted to kill him. But Reuben, the oldest here, remember Reuben was the firstborn. Uh, and, and he came out and says, no, don't kill him. Let's just throw him in this pit over here. Which, by the way, these pits were, uh, were basically uh, cisterns, if you would, that held water, uh, rain water when it would rain so that they could have the water uh, as we read of this pit that he's in, there's no water in it. Uh, so we don't have to worry about him drowning or anything. But at the same time, there's no uh, nothing for him to drink either uh, while he's down in here. But that being aside, that's what these pits are. They, they held rainwater. Um, but we see how Reuben had it in his head that he was just going to go back and save him. You know, as long as he could keep him from killing him, he's going to go back and save him and bring him back to his father. Now, it's 1045, so I'm going to leave that for next week. But any other thoughts or comments here before we close out?
All right. Thank you very much for your comments and attention.